Class is in session here again in lecture hall room 24-7 of the Stately Apartment Academy. Today's guest um, is Jude Chi, and Jude and I had a great discussion about the importance of resident engagement and how his application, Flamingo, helps promote events, schedule events, um, find service providers for the events. Really, by the end of this conversation, I was sold that this was a must-have application. If you don't have an appreciation for what uh, it takes to host events and why they are important at apartment communities, you will by the uh, the end of this podcast. So, without further ado, class is now in session. All right, Jude, welcome to the Apartment Academy po- podcast. Uh, thank you, Daniel. Excited to be on. So, um, Professor Chi, before we uh, get started, and I want to hear a little bit about your background, just uh, let the audience know a little bit about just high-level value proposition for Flamingo. What, are you, what is it that you guys do? I think first, Professor Chi sounds like an evil scientist, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> um, so, a uh, quick intro on Flamingo. So, Flamingo really exists because right now, as a resident, if you were to move into an apartment building, uh, you might have to download one app to pay rent, another app to get package notifications, another app to sign up for events, another app to book services like house cleaners. So what Flamingo does is we bring all those things into one place. So residents only have to download one app and that app has the property's name and logo in the app store. So just make things significantly easier for the residents. Got it. Now, got it. Now, um, Jude, you you come from you come from outside the industry, uh, and as I've, I've as I've read, Flamingo didn't start as Flamingo. You you had a bit of a pivot to get here. So tell us a little bit about about just a little bit about your journey here to this spot. How did the how did this idea arise? Yeah, so it's definitely a roundabout story. Um, so in college, I was pre-med. So it was all about going into healthcare as a physician. So um, did all the pre-med courses, uh, got an internship in Australia that I really liked. And while I was there working with, actually working with neurosurgeons and really enjoyed the internship, but I also had the opportunity to um, see things from the business side of healthcare. So I really got to see how Australia's healthcare system was laid out. And so realized that there was a much bigger opportunity to work on the business side of healthcare rather than the clinical side of healthcare. So when I came back to the US, I decided to get, for my first job out of college, decided to go into healthcare management. So spent a few years working for a private network of oncology hospitals. Uh, which I really enjoyed. But after working in the oncology uh, hospitals, I realized that the big opportunity to really make an impact was more on prevention. So decided to start a company that was focused on wellness and prevention. So that's how I first got into the apartment industry because I realized that in order to help people stay healthy, you really have to make it very, very simple for them to stay healthy. So one of the ways to do that is to bring wellness where people live, work, and play. 
So hence decided to look at offices, look at apartment buildings, look at hotels, look at uh, parks. So ended up starting a business called Hello Healthy, where we would bring wellness, whether it's like fitness classes or nutrition to uh, offices and then apartment buildings. So once we started working with apartments, I realized that there was a much bigger opportunity in the apartment industry. So I actually ended up spending about four months uh, just talking to property managers. So every single day I would wake up at seven and then from 8 a.m. to about 5 p.m., I walked to every high rise in Chicago. So I had like a little map <laughs> where I would like map out every street that I've walked through. So stopped at every high rise apartment to talk to the property managers, to talk to the front desk, to talk to the residents, really spoke with anyone that would listen. And then from there really learned how challenging it is to be in property management and everything that they have to do and how just difficult it is, both from the resident side, but especially from uh, the property manager side. So that's really where Flamingo came from. And that's why, like, on our, um, when we chatted earlier on my podcast, I mentioned that that's why I'm such like, a big fan of what you all are doing. Because it was all those things that I learned from the property managers, how challenging and difficult the job is, and seeing like how technology could play into that and take over so many of the manual things that are done, or so many of those like challenging things that they have to know. So you, you, and by the way, absolutely true. I mean, it's a very difficult industry. I've said it uh, and will continue to say it uh, numerous times. It's probably the most difficult industry that I, that I know of. Um, the, the volume of things that you need to do and accomplish and the breadth of knowledge you need to have to do all those things. It's, it's doesn't, doesn't not uh, receive the respect that it deserves as a profession for sure. So you had, you had this intention to bring, um, wellness into apartment buildings through classes, something along those lines, along those lines, I imagine. And it broadened sometime along the way beyond that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we started off very simply bringing like bringing fitness classes to the apartments. So we would get our fitness instructors to go teach weekly, uh, bi-weekly, bi-monthly yoga classes, Zumba classes, bootcamp classes. So did that and then heard from the property managers like, hey, can you also do help us with events? So and then we started offering events, uh, mostly wellness events, because that's something that we were really passionate about. So it could be it was typically as simple as, hey, let's do um, like a cooking one on one class. So let's show residents like how to make healthy meals. So we did that. And then the property managers asked for more. They were like, oh, can you also do um, this type of event as well, too? And we already had a lot of connections. Uh, with our providers. So we then expanded to do a lot more events, whether it's as expansive or as simple as a comedian to as expansive as a casino night. So did a lot of those types of events. And as we grew, things became more and more complicated. So then we decided to build our own app so we could manage our provider network. So make it easier for residents to sign up for the, for the classes, whether it's a fitness class or an event, because our providers were like, Hey, I need to know how many people to expect for this class. So we were like, Oh, let's have an RCP system. 
So we built an app to track that. So our providers could see how many people to expect for each class. And also for us to really get analytics. So we could show like, hey, by the way, 20 residents on average attend the weekly yoga class. And here are the people that attended. And then it was also to make it easier for our providers themselves to also uh, do their job. So if a fitness instructor was sick, uh, we added a feature to make it easy for them to request a substitute. So, hey, Joe, I'm, I'm sick, so someone needs to teach my class. So we added those types of features. And then as we did more classes, uh, we needed to add more information to the app about the building itself. So information that our providers need to know, like, hey, if you arrive, you need to go to the front desk, drop off your ID, and then go uh, take the elevator to the fifth floor, turn right, and here's where the yoga studio is. And then the same thing too, for the residents, we also needed to add information for them to know like, this class, you need X, Y, or Z. So we added like a very basic like FAQ feature. And then we also then added a basic communication feature between our providers and the residents or for the residents between themselves. So some of our clients saw the app and they were like, oh, this can help us with X, Y, or Z. Can you give us a version of that app that we can use? And then from there, we saw the opportunity like, hey, this is something that can be helpful for property managers as well for their own operations. So from there, it just kind of grew where we added more and more features uh, from integrations with the property management systems to integrations with um, keyless entry systems to uh, announcements to really everything that the app is at the moment. So it was really just listening to what the property managers wanted and then they could kind of see the value. And you, I'm, I'm guessing you were stepping into probably no incumbent kind of technology, probably not even a process. How, how often were you stepping into, they just, they weren't offering these kind of events at all. Is that the majority of the time? Um, so for some, they were already doing some of those events, but the big challenge for the property managers is um, every single thing that goes into an event. So for a property manager to do an event, you have to one, find the person that can do, actually one, come up with the event idea. Like, hey, we want to do this type of event and we want to do a fun event, not just a breakfast grab and go. <laughs> And then you now have to find the person to do that event. Once you find a person to do the event, you then need to walk through all the logistics. And something that's really sounds simple, but becomes really complicated is payment and liability. So for your local yoga instructor, in order to teach a yoga class at an apartment, they need to have something like a $1 million liability policy. <laughs> And then they have to submit all of those documentation to um, the um, verifiers that all of the apartments use. It could be Compliance Depot, it could be RMIS. So for most properties, they had a lot of challenge uh, with getting providers to do events because those providers were like, one, I do not have a million dollar liability, so I'm sorry, I can't come teach your yoga class or I'm not going to pay $100 to get uh, verified by compliance depot so I can come teach one yoga class where you would pay me like $60. <laughs>
So it was a really big challenge for property managers to do events because logistically it's very, very difficult. And then once that's, if they've cleared that barrier, then it's all of the other things that go into events, like making people, getting residents excited about the event, letting them know about the event, um, RSVPs, uh, logistics. So all those things make it a very, very difficult process. And like we spoke about, property managers already have so many other things that they have to do. So they were doing events like fine. It was just that it was taking them a lot of time and a lot of effort in order to do those events. So what we heard a lot from the regional managers or from the VPs is that, hey, we have a thousand dollar budget for events that uh, for events every month but our site teams are actually not doing those events because they just like don't have the time. So the value prop that we had was, hey, we have a marketplace where they can book events as quickly as you order an Uber. And we manage all of the logistics. Everything is pretty automated and really, really simplified. All of our providers and event hosts are already pre-vetted. And then for the management teams or the site teams, it's literally as quickly as ordering an Uber. So it just made things like significantly easier for them. And then we have a policy that covers everything. So it covers all of our providers. So all those like small logistical things I take care of. Yep. So there's sort of, I imagine they're subcontracting through you then since they're covered under your policy. Uh, correct. Um, so we handle all the payments, handle all the invoicing, all of those things through our platform. How do you build that provider network? I mean, if you want to be a national app, you've got to have a national provider network. That sounds like a lot of work. So that's really where the difficulty lies. So I always say like the app side of our business is like the easiest thing because with an app, you can build technology. It's very simple. And it's like, if you wanted uh, to build Uber, like the Uber app, you could get, you can actually buy a pre-made Uber app for less than $10,000. But that's not what makes Uber valuable. What makes them really, really valuable at a billion dollar company is that they have millions of drivers around the US. So if you request a ride, you get a ride in five minutes. So for us, that's really what we focus a lot of our time and effort on. We have the app that has a lot of awesome functionality, but the challenge is um, really finding the right providers because that's what has made our business. So we spend a lot of time and resources on that. We vet and interview every single person that we add to our platform, whether it's a caterer or whether it's a house cleaner or a dog walker or a fitness instructor. So we meet and vet everyone. So that's really like the biggest challenge, but it's also for us, like what we see as the biggest value. So if a property manager wants an event, they know this person is pre-vetted, they know everything is taken care of, and they know they are going to have a really, really awesome event. Yeah, boy, the logistics of that, the that boggles my mind. I don't know how you pull that off. Um, and really smart to solve the insurance part. Uh, you know, I know from my time in in property management, um, that was always a sticking point. We, I remember one time we wanted to have a week of, week of massages, like a resident thank you week, and to find a masseuse that that carried a million dollars in liability. I mean, it's just they don't they don't really exist. Um, so solve that part. I, I we shouldn't underestimate the importance of that piece of the puzzle that you're bringing to the table. 
Yeah, and that was definitely a challenge as well too, because initially when we started, we're like, oh, we would have our own liability policy and then all of our providers will also have their own policies. But like you said, most of the time they didn't really have their own policies or they had something way less. So we couldn't subcontract through them to go at a building because it didn't meet the properties like insurance or liability requirements. So eventually we had to bring everyone under our own policy. And that's where things got a lot more where we were like, we need to scale this and we need to recruit a lot and we need to form a lot of par uh, partnerships for this to be worth it. Right. So, so really clear one-stop shop for, if you want to host events at your partner community, you have just smoothed the path to do that. Then the question becomes, why is this important? Why, um, you know, what is the impact on a community once they've deployed Flamingo and they're able to start hosting these events? Yeah, so uh, from for a lot of our customers, they know um, just qualitatively that, hey, if we allow opportunities for our residents to interact with each other, that's going to build a much stronger sense of community. It's going to allow someone to feel like, hey, this is actually my home, not just a place where I come to sleep and then go back to work. And so that's a qualitative one. So a lot of properties already understand the value of and reasons like why they do events. So for us, we are very, very analytical. We want to go beyond, hey, we know, we just kind of know offhand if you do events, your residents are going to be happier. We also want to know like how much happier are those residents going to be? How much more likely are they going to renew? So a lot of what we do is look at that data to see if the people that attend events are also the people that renew at a higher rate and if it's also the people that generally leave higher resident satisfaction scores. We, we can show the first, the second part, which is the people that attend events or the properties that do events on a regular basis are definitely the ones that have the highest resident satisfactions. It's a really cool correlation to see. And then you can also see it as well on some of those like external uh, reference points. So whether it's like number of reviews they have or uh, what their residents like say on all the different review sites. So that's one of the biggest reasons why properties like do events. Someone um, is most likely to leave a review after they attend an event. So it's just like little facts that we've like checked uh, because for us, it's such a big value prop for us that we've really focused a lot on having data to show doing resident events leads to higher resident satisfaction, leads to a much deeper sense of community. The one that we haven't proven out yet, we have, we have some qualitative data, but we don't have enough quantitative data yet to show how it correlates to higher retention. But we do see it qualitatively. Like we see through like resident surveys where residents are like, oh my God, I love the events here. I'm going to renew because I want to keep attending Mary's yoga class. We've actually heard that. So I've heard someone say they renewed because they wanted to keep attending the yoga class that um, they have been attending for the last like six months and they really liked the instructor. So we look at all those things to qualify how impactful the events are. So, but the one that I really want to be able to show in the next like year and a half is more the quantitative part of it. So how events correlate with uh, higher retention and renewals. So I understand, um, I understand 
I think philosophically, look, we believe that that re- happier residents will stay and live there longer, will renew more often. Um, what is the motivation that you hear most often from your clients? Why are they adopting Flamingo? Is it retention first? Are they trying to distinguish themselves in the market? Are they trying to compete? Um, or is it that they believe, as you do, that that um, that residents will will stay longer if they have Flamingo in place? Yeah, I definitely think it's like a mix. We see uh, different reasons why, but I would say about 85% of the time, they do it for retention. So different. if you speak with different people at different levels, they say different things. If you speak with a site team member, um, the majority of the time, and when I say majority, I mean like 90% of the time, they say, hey, we are doing this to increase resident satisfaction because that's what they think about, which makes sense. If you speak with the regional or with the VP or with the owner, for them, they say retention. Like that's why they are doing it. And for the ownership, it makes sense. Like ultimately, it's great to focus on resident satisfaction or community, but at the end of the day, they are looking for actual business metrics, so actual NOI. And at the end of the day, the North Star metric for most owners is NOI and then retention because retention is direct revenue. Has, have you learned anything that surprised you in, in, in working with the management companies? Um, you know, what, what classes, what, what events are most popular, which ones are most impactful? Anything to share with listeners um, if they want to do one thing uh, from an event uh, standpoint that, that would have an impact on the community? Yeah, so I'll say less the type of event and more how to run an event. So most times the site teams or everyone focuses on the event itself and less on the logistics. The most important thing we have found to lead to event success is marketing. And the example I always give is that uh, Coke has been around for over a hundred years but they spend about two billion, actually I think more than two billion per year in marketing. And pretty much everyone knows Coke, but they still spend so much on marketing. So for property managers, the biggest mistake that I see is they don't spend nearly enough time on marketing the events that they have. So if you do an event, a lot of times they do, they schedule an event, send out two or so emails to the residents and then uh, add a flyer to the elevator and that's like it. Um, if you really want to have impactful events, you have to go all in on marketing. Like you have to get every single resident excited and talking about that event and it takes a lot of time. I forgot what the stat is for how many marketing messages people get every day. Even though they are your residents, they don't see the email that you send them. They get on the elevator, they they don't see the flyer in the elevator just because you think it's there. So my advice to property managers, uh, spend maybe 25% of the time on the event logistics and all of that, and then 75% of the time on marketing your event. It will completely flip uh, how you think about events and completely change the impact that your events have. Wow, I hope our academy students are paying attention and taking good notes because that's a great, that is the tip of the day. Okay, so I think if anybody's paying attention, they're probably convinced right now that resident events are important and impactful. Um, Share a little bit what makes Flamingo different. There are other 
you know, resident portal event type applications out in the wild. Um, what makes Flamingo better, different? Um, like what I say is our focus is really on um, simplifying things for the residents and the site teams. So we take a very 360 perspective around everything. So we know from initially from like four months of uh, just talking to property managers and residents every single day. So we know what the frustrations are. Uh, we know what they like and what they don't like. And then we have done thousands of events, like thousands of events. So we know what makes an event successful. And a big emphasis for, for us right from the beginning was really having a lot of data uh, around everything. So everything from the best times to do an event to the types of events to the description that you put in the event. Um, like one of the key parts of our, of our company from the beginning was like fitness classes. Everyone says they want to work out, but actually getting someone to show up <laughs> is very, very challenging. So we had to look at every single part of the um, experience from the messages that someone might receive to uh, the sign up process to really everything. And the smallest things put people off. If you describe a class as XYZ yoga class, very different than if you say beginner yoga class. So all those things really impact how people uh, perceive the event or the class or whatever you offer. So for us, really focus on the data and then also looking at everything else that residents need to do, which is why we decided to really build out the resident app to make it like a one-stop one solution for everything else that they need, whether it's rewards, whether it's rent payment, whether it's talking to their neighbors. So bringing all those things together and making it really connected and then making the data itself work off of each other. So attending an event is what gets someone to leave a review. So we know to prompt someone that has attended an event to leave a review. Someone that has submitted maintenance from there, we know what some of the issues they have are and then we know additional prompts to give them. So really taking a 360 perspective, I, I'll say is how we are a little bit different. Cool. And do you, do you care to discuss your, your pricing model? Is this an, a, an affordable piece of software for, for um, communities? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, there are two parts of our platform. So we have our events. So properties, it's free to create an account. They only pay for events that they decide to book. And so they can use our marketplace as inspiration for different uh, events that they want to do in-house or that they can book directly on our platform. And then for our app, uh, we charge per unit. So it starts at about uh, 600 per month for the paid version. And then we have a freemium version that's completely free as well. Our free version actually replaces the typical resident portals. Um... Anything interesting on the roadmap that you that you're comfortable sharing? Yeah, so one of our really cool uh, new releases is uh, verifying for renters insurance. So a huge part of our platform is really automating a lot of also automating like a lot of tasks that are very manual, whether it's um, amenity reservations or whether it's insurance verifications. So one of the big challenges for property managers, that something that's extremely manual is how they verify renters insurance. So right now, if you are moving into an apartment, 
you have to submit proof of renter's insurance. So typically you send a PDF or a screenshot of your renter's insurance. A leasing agent reviews that and then marks you as uh, having insurance and then uploads that document to the property management system. So for most properties that have like a 50% turnover, uh, that's a lot of time spent every year on either insurance verifications or when someone renews to get the new policy that they have. So it's just a very, very manual and painful process. So we completely automate that process because we have integrated with about 95% of insurance carriers. So with, the, with these integrations, all a resident has to do is sign into their insurance provider through our through or through the building site resident app. And then uh, that integration immediately links to directly to their insurance provider. And the property managers can then see real-time resident insurance status. So it's actually real-time. The issue is as a resident, I can send you a PDF of my renter's insurance and then immediately cancel it. So you think I have renter's insurance, but I do not. Uh, with, uh, with this new feature, it's real-time uh, renter's insurance. So if they, if the, if with your integration with the insurance companies, if they cancel their policy, you'll pick that up and it'll be. Yep. The building is alerted. Yep. The building's alerted that, Hey, this person's policy is now inactive. Cool. That's really important. Um, well, anything else that, that, that about the application we should know, uh, that we haven't had a chance to, to talk about? Um, I don't think about our app in particular, I think more for where the industry is going like some of the things that we really see that are misses is a lot of property managers and operators are not thinking about the resident experience from like a cohesive uh perspective so what we found is that a lot of property managers and operators add technology just like left and right without thinking about like the whole experience as a whole so that's where you get the situation where a resident moves in and they have to download like 10 different apps and the property managers don't realize that's a really bad experience for a resident because they have to go here for this, here for this, here for this. So what I advise uh, operators to really think about is take a day or a week and really go through the process that a resident goes through. So um, go through the leasing process, tour your building become a resident, like in quotes, become a resident and then see all the things that as a resident, you have to go through before you, you actually like access your home. A lot of operators will be shocked to really see how broken the process is and how painful it is for their residents. And you smooth some of that over for them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we smooth that, but in general, it's just something for them to always think about because this goes across the board to everything else that um, the residents knew, do or need access to or experience while they are in the building. Like one of the big things in the industry right now is that um, a lot of operators say that residents' expectations are crazy or uh, residents are entitled or residents are just out there. I say that's maybe true, but the issue is that Residents are now comparing your experience to other companies. So it's the Amazon, I always say this, like it's the Amazon effect. 
So a long time ago, if you ordered something and the shipping time was like two weeks, you didn't bat an eye. You were like, oh yeah, two weeks, I'll just wait and get it. But Amazon came along and made it so that two days became the standard. So now if I order something online and it's like, oh, this is going to arrive in four days, I'm like, well, forget it. <laughs> I guess I don't need this anymore. It's the same thing too. Tech companies have changed customer expectations. Companies like Uber, uh, Facebook, um, Handy, all of those companies have completely changed customer expectations. So as an example, uh, Uber recently integrated with um, or added a new feature where when you book a flight, you can add that flight information to your Uber. And then while you are in the air, and uh, Uber will call a ride for you while you are like in the air so that by the time you land, your driver is like there waiting for you. And if your flight is delayed, uh, Uber delays that flight or delays that ride as well too. So just those like small things that have become the norm for residents when they experience other platforms or other companies, they are now expecting that from property management as well too. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I we see that that same that same trend. You have you know, the rise of international and now international management companies like Graystar or large national companies um, like uh, uh, Pinnacle, Bazudo, um, who are really raised have the resources to really raise the bar in terms of the level of services that they're providing and the attention and level of professionalism that they bring to sometimes has been kind of a very looked down upon industry. And and everybody has to raise their game now because residents are aware of that. Technology has played a role, for sure. It makes it easier for smaller operators to give that same level of experience. Um, but it, but it is, it, it is um, if you want to compete and you want to retain residents, the bar is being raised. You're going to have to provide a a, a a better level of resident experience. And I think that's a great, I think that is a great um, way to sort of put a bow on, on, you know, Flamingo, because that's, imagine that's what you guys try to do. If, if folks want to get a hold of you, Jude, how do they find you? How, how can they reach out and find out more? Oh, so pretty simple. Uh, getflamingo.com or you can send me an email, jude.chi at getflamingo.com. Well, that's a wrap on today's uh, elbow patch festooned professor of multifamily science. Uh, thank you for logging in and listening today. Uh, if you've enjoyed these podcasts and you feel like your management company could use a little advice from some of the professors here at the Apartment Academy, then go to our website, apartmentacademy.com and click help me. We'll send you a questionnaire and provide individualized responses to your answers at no charge that I guarantee will offer you insights on ways you can immediately improve apartment operations. Until next time, my office hours are posted and we'll see you on campus.